This is Bill Jackson speaking. Hello, everybody. Welcome now to Sportsline. Gary Dornberg with you. I'm Tony Rixby, WPTF News. Hello, this is Charles Carroll, CBS News, WPTF in Raleigh. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to Carolina Newsmakers. I'm Don Curtis. Hello, friends. This is Bill Friday, WPTF in Raleigh. I'm Rufus Adbiston on the Weekend Gardener. Now, here is your moderator, Tom Campbell. Thanks for watching this week's NC Spin. Now, here is Kay Kaiser. Hi, y'all. Well, that's good. This is Aunt Devine. This is Robert St. John in the NBC Newsroom in New York. The Monitor Edition of News of the World. Debnam views the news. And now, here is Mr. Debnam. Good afternoon, everyone. Yours truly, Sam Beard. And Jim Reed. And Carl Gert. Thank you, Sam. And greetings to all of our listeners. This is Harry Presley, WPTF in Raleigh, North Carolina. Wayne Ed is standing by now with a check of the latest news. WPTF News presents Regional Report, a digest of late happenings throughout the area. This is Bill Ellis. This is Jimmy Capps. For the nocturne, we send as... This is Bill Hope. This is Warren Barfield with Kingdom Scott at the organ and a program of Familiar Carol. Good morning, this is Phil Franklin. And this is J.C. Knowles with the North Carolina Collection on WPTF. I'm Mike Blackman, WPTF News. Good evening, I'm David Sherrill. This is Robert Hager, WPTF News. This is Bob Farrington. Good morning, everybody. Charlie Gaddy here with Ask Your Neighbor. Mario Dale here. Fess Parker, our guest this morning here at News Talk 680. Well, Jack Boston, that was a great introduction. Hey, everyone, great to have you with us this this is North Carolina's Morning News. I'm Brian Freeman on WPTF. Hello, I'm your friend Bart Rittner. Good afternoon. Welcome back to the Bob Butler Show. And this is Ned Champion reporting. And here is Carl Venters. WPTF is the voice that shares with its neighbors what it's like to be living the life of Raw. This is Charles Osgood wishing Mike Rayleigh and Ann Clapp congratulations on the anniversary of WPTF's Weekend Gardener Program. This is Donna Mason on 680 WPTF. And I'm Dick Stork in the WPTF. Record vault. Good morning to you. Tom Kearney here. Johnny Hood on the Southern Farm Network. Well, howdy, everybody. I'm Hap Hanson. I'm Marlon Bowling reporting. I'm Ann Clapp. And this is a Tar Heel Gardener saying, keep them growing. Now, the WPTF Weekend Gardener with Mike, Ann, and Rufus. We're back on WPTF. Mike Rayley here. Well, I, I think I am. I see you. I, I saw some science fiction last night. I, I, don't, I don't know. These are the worlds. Could be drifting in and out of them, but uh, I know that uh, I recognize him from from all of the the photos that are in the online that uh, are in the Senate visitors area in Washington. Uh, that the one Rufus Edmonston. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I was off on. Do you know there. him? I was off on thought there, and I thought you were talking about somebody some, else. Somebody else. Yeah. Well, you know the good thing about. Uh, being on the weekend gardener is you have a lot of folks come up to you and say, uh, 
we enjoy people just talking about ordinary, everyday things. Well, I'm pretty ordinary. And so I said, well, we got a great host. You've got the basis of it. I don't know. I don't take phone calls fast enough. <clears throat> that's that's my. But you that's still my, managed to get into the Hall of Fame. Well, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I, I I don't know. I, yeah. I've accepted yeah. it. They can't do anything about yeah. it now. But I still, there's so many great people. I'm I'm very lucky. I'm very very lucky and, and privileged. Uh, but I don't know. I really don't know how that happened. Grace of God, I guess. For well, me, it's a combination, Mike, of doing outstanding work for a very long period of time well i have worked hard <laughs> I, I there's no doubt i have worked hard i've made plenty of mistakes but i, I i've worked hard uh, every day that i've been here so I, I do know that but there are a lot of people who work hard and never you know never get anything never get any recognition and you know I, that's i wish they would i wish that uh, People in all lines of work. I, well, you know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I, most people know I grew up on a tobacco farm. That's Gerald Adams, ladies and, and gentlemen. And my father was not one to go around and pat you on the back <laughs> a, a lot. Uh, but he would tell you that if, you know, I expect you to do the best you can. Yeah. And he told me one time, he said, I, you know, I know that you're smarter than most. You know how to work. And if you put forth your best effort, you, it's go, you're going to do good, mm-hmm. and you should be satisfied yeah. that you know you've done well and you don't need anybody to come by and pat you on the back. But it's still nice. Well, luckily, <laughs> I fell into him. the right business for me. But. Yeah. Well, it's like one of, one of my actions in life, like I told that group the other day and I try to tell every audience I speak to, number one is, is have empathy. Put, put yourself in somebody else's shoes. And understand what they're saying, and don't and don't be so contrary about yeah. it. And then the second part is is sort of what you're talking about, Gerald. All of us that have had someone help us along the way to get where we are, and never never forget to thank them. Never forget to thank the people that helped you get where you are. And and Mike is very very good about that. I had I I, I did when I at that uh, induction Certainly ceremony. Did. You I, spent I, your whole time I brought uh, two two people. One who saved my job, and the other man who hired me. And uh, Charlie Stegall is no longer with us. I'm so thankful that I I invited him there and was able to see him again. And uh, Mike Edwards, of course, news director. And um, yeah, I, I I believe strongly in that. You know, help. I love to help people when I can, but I, you know, I think I work, I think I work too much. Yeah. I, maybe, well, I, maybe you are a workaholic, but. I'm not really, my sister you, was. You work at it. <clears throat> I always thought my sister was, but she worked, but she, uh, she, <laughs> she attained a lot more than I have or, or will ever have. Uh, she was uh, really, really smart, hardworking person. And uh, I, I admire people who work hard. So. Well, it's like Brother J.C. Knowles. He is a member of the Good Old Boys Club, and he and he often says, "I'm the poorest person in here. Don't have I don't have any money compared to other folks in there. And there are a lot. There's a lot of folks in there that have made a lot lot of money in their lives. Right. And he said, "I'm an orphan boy." And he said, "I'm so." thankful that they've accepted me i said jc 
Uh, it ought to be the other way around. <laughs> we, we ought to be thanking you for coming to honor us because you've achieved a heck of a lot more than most of us. You grew up as an orphan boy at the Oxford Orphanage, yeah. and you've had a significant right. imprint uh, on so many lives. So let's put it the other way around. Uh, let's let's go ahead and thank you for enriching our lives. Yeah, and it's not not a whatever you do, it's whether you're the best at what you do. And all of this uh, comes around to the Christmas season. That's uh, you know, it'd be extra nice to people this time of year. Yeah, yeah. Well, Mike, you might be a little like myself. I had yeah, you know, I used to play golf a fair amount, and most of the guys I played with were older than I was and when they finally and a lot of them in business for themselves worked hard for a long period of time and when they finally let off the gas all of a sudden their health went to yeah you know what right so I'm I'm concerned if I ever work less than I've been working well that's true all of a sudden, something that's true my health may not be as good so that's in the back of my mind sometimes now, what what in the world would you do with yourself, Mike? I don't know. I have that's the problem. I don't. I, I'm I'm in a real quandary. I, I you, you know, like gardening, but you don't have twenty acres out there. Yeah, you? I don't. Uh, uh, I don't. Uh, I'm, not that gr- I'm really not that great a gardener either. Aggravate the m- I, Melissa to death. I'm a pretty good. Uh, I'm a pretty good broadcaster. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll even it. admit that now. Yeah. That I'm, I'm okay. Me, they say, well, why in the world do you still go? to work four days a week because I, you need to get up for something. I know. Part, part of the big day is getting up. <laughs> yeah, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> try, <laughs> try it for a few decades. Man, I, now, you can have that. You can take that job and shove it. Oh, well. I, mean, I think it's pretty rough to get up for a weekend gardener. <laughs> <laughs> but aren't you glad you did? Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you did too. I'm glad both of you did. I hate to do Good two friends. Go to bed and get up. Good friends. And I had to get up on the farm, milk cows at five thirty in the morning. Yeah. And I vowed if I ever got to sleep any, I could. Now well, I have to get up. <clears> well, we ain't gonna make you do anything like <clears> that here. Yeah, four or five times a night to go to the bathroom. But I- <laughs> Jason uh, is uh, getting on me. Uh, you got Joe in Durham. Joe, I apologize. I, I, I've, I've mentioned that we probably need a new host, someone who's quicker. To, to bring in the callers. Joe, how are you today? Doing very well, thank you, and enjoying your and your colleagues' philosophy and enlightenment. Good to hear it, and it's good for all of us. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. Thank you for calling. My, my question this morning is, I planted some was a couple of years ago, and the bushes have always been very, health, very healthy. The foliage has looked good. First year, they set bloom, set buds and bloom well, but this year they set a lot of buds and did not bloom. And I'm wondering what's going on with that. How, how big are the plants now? They were big when I planted them. They were bald and burlap, and they are five feet tall, three feet wide, and they've grown well. They've, they've done uh, that could be the ball and burlap could be a little bit of the issue. Uh, sometimes it, it, it takes them a while to get back in sync. Uh, and you say that the first year after you planted them, they had pretty good blooms, but this year you had the buds and the buds didn't open up. Yeah. Um, that, that's, uh, 
Well, if you have stumped Gerald. Yeah, I'm having to think on that a minute. And otherwise, the plants look nice and healthy. Yeah. Uh, how, how have you been fertilizing them? I fertilized them about every six months with some slow-release fertilizer. What kind of analysis was it? Do you remember? Can't remember. Like 14, 14, 14, 12, 12 tails, something like that? It, it, it was something more for root growth. Uh-huh. Help get them established. Uh, I I might would hold off on the fertilizer. Have you had to shape them any since they, you know, have, since you replanted them? No, they have plenty of room and and they they and they're growing nicely. Don't need to prune them. You you, you didn't prune them because it will take a couple of years to come back on that. No, have not been pruned. Well, I I've got uh, Joe. I have. About 70 camellias, two-thirds of them are sasanquas. And I've got one this year that has done the same thing, and I'm stumped. I, I had that happen about five years ago, and it was in the shade. I don't know. I said, let me just move this baby out into the sun, and it's bloomed like crazy ever since. But I've only had that happen one time, and, and I, I just don't have any idea. Of course, if, if Gerald doesn't know... I don't know who does. Yeah, the the only time I have run into something like that in the past, uh, there I, I've seen a couple of situations where the plant did, like Rufus say, get a little more shade because the stuff around it had grown up over it. But usually that would affect its setting buds in the first place. If it sets buds and the buds don't open, uh, I have seen – abnormal weather conditions cause that like we have a much wetter fall or early winter just a rainfall being it's put stress on the plant and the plants like the hell with the blooms i got to keep myself alive to heck with the blooms (laughs) gerald excuse me sorry about that this is wptf (laughs) and uh you know i've seen situations like that happen before where the plant is stressed abnormally so it won't finish out the cycle of letting the you know the blooms open up. But we've really, I mean, we had a lot of rain last Sunday, but we're not in a super above normal rainfall. Uh, they don't happen to be in a place that's low that holds water, do they? They're, good, they're where right. they're draining good, and it sounds like they probably are because you say they look really well. They're, they're draining well, and I wondered, speaking of stress, in the late summer it was it was really dry. But I have had a drip line to them. <clears throat> I wonder if they got, if if they were stressed because of if they got too dry for a period of time. Can that happen? Can that that, that can happen? But usually, when that happens, more often than not, they may not set the blood, set the buds on them. But it could be dependent upon the timing of that, because you know it's why you tell people not to prune camellias. You know, three or four months before you see the blooms, because they set that bud before you ever see it. And then it comes on out to where it's visible, just, you know, like a salia and all blooming shrubs. Uh, you know, so that could be possible that that kind of stress-related event, they had started to set the buds, but it didn't allow them to complete them. Because, you know, all that's on a, on, a, on a timetable. Some years when we have a little bit warmer, later weather, you know, stuff may be moved up and your camellias may bloom a month earlier than they have in the past. But usually... Things that are bloom related is usually some sort of stress event, and and that's the you know some areas this summer did get really dry, 
and that and that could be possible. If your plants are healthy looking, then I wouldn't be overly concerned about it. You don't see any signs of stress on them. Maybe that was just an oddball thing for this particular year. Well, Joe, I did notice this. The one that this happened to four or five years ago, uh, they didn't open up, and I became very distressed about it because it was a beautiful, beautiful uh, yuletide. And later on, though, about four or five weeks later, all those buds that didn't open up dropped off. So I, I couldn't figure that out either, Gerald, but it has bloomed ferociously ever since. And I did do a little bit when, when I was – I trimmed it a little bit because I thought, okay, if those if those buds dropped off, maybe there's something in there that's not quite right. And so I, I trimmed it a little bit, and it's been – and moved it out into the sun, full full sun – and it's just been a beautiful thing ever since. What what kind of sunlight are these getting where you've got them at, Joe? They get they get a good six hours of morning sun until mid afternoon. Yeah, that should be oh, that should be a perfect kind of situation. So yeah. I don't I don't think that's got anything to do with it. Yeah. I mean, if you ask me for ideal, that's probably what I would tell you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as I say, the, the plants look healthy. I did notice a couple of times during the drier weather, though, that some of the leaves dropped off, but then they sort of came. I mean, it didn't didn't really affect the appearance of the bush too much if you hadn't been examining it. But, uh, well. Okay. Maybe when you next time you fertilize them, Go to one of these bloom buster type fertilizers where the the middle number is going to be a lot higher than the nitrogen and potash on each ends, and give that just a little bit of a try next time because it sounds like your vegetative growth is not an issue that they're doing well, and that little bit of phosphorus would help with bloom development. Okay, good idea. Well, thank you very much. Joe. And, and, and let us know back next year. Call us and tell us, yes, yeah, I got blooms out the wazoo. We'd sure like to know. <laughs> I'll do it. And Merry Christmas to all of you. Merry Thank Christmas, you. Joe. Happy New Year, my friend. Please call us again. Carry on. All right, Goodbye. we shall. Carry on. Carry on. Saying hell on the weekend I'm guard. Sorry, that, that's all that demon rum that you were we riding a, in. I thought we had a 30-second delay or something. <clears throat> we had uh, that demon rum you were transporting. <laughs> Well, he can say, oh, kale. Oh, kale, yes. <laughs> we might talk about how to grow kale at, at some point before we well, go I had off. a pizza the other day. I, uh, that had kale on it? It had kale on it, and I got home and I asked for a pepperoni with, with veggies. And, one of those and kale was kale? with the veggies. Kale, of all things. Kale was on that baby, and I took that stuff off of there. Oh, if they ever put collards on Oh, I, oh, I, I would have loved that. That's your southern, southern yeah, version. To it. A little turnip salad mustard grains on that pizza. I'm, I'm sure that I'm in a very <clears throat> noted minority about O'Kale. Well, I don't know about eating it. it. It's certainly pretty in the garden. I, I, I like certain... it to look at, and that's yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't you. want to pick any this morning. <laughs> I, what I'd like to do is is head to the Bahamas. Would y'all like to go head oh, out to the Bahamas? Well, yeah. I, I don't believe I'm on the WPTF payroll, so does that mean I can I go? I don't know, Gerald. I believe I, I can go by and sign up for well, that, I'll I? I tell you where you can sign up. <laughs> uh, making your home great. 
<clears throat> show that uh, comes on at uh, noon here on WPTF. All the way home. <laughs> is uh, live today at the State Farmer's Market in Raleigh, brought to you by Bahamas Air. Now, you can you can head to uh, all those palm trees and beautiful beaches and uh, clear turquoise water in just a couple of hours with Bahamas Air. You can fly nonstop from RDU to Freeport, Bahamas, twice weekly, 375. Visit uh, Bahamas slash RDU to learn more. At the grand prize, register for is an all-inclusive trip for two flights, hotels, four days, three nights at the beautiful Lighthouse Point at Grand Lucayman. Hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I mean, there's a pronunciation guide and everything, but you're still not sure. It's a beautiful resort, everything included. The Bahamas, for goodness sake. Come sign up for the grand prizes. Say hello. And uh, special thanks to Miss Monica from the State Farmer's Market and Bahamas Air. More of the week. Yeah, Gerald. I like the sound of all that. I do. What about you, Rufy? You still like the sound I'm of all that? It. All right. So we're, I'm sorry the last half hour is struck from the records. <laughs> we are heading to the Bahamas. More of the Weekend Gardener coming up here on WPTF. It's 1027. Well, they put a lot of effort into that, the <laughs> Beatles. They, they did some albums, and I've heard some of them, and it's a lot. They, they chit-chat a lot. They're thanking, thanking people for, for buying their records. These were recorded, obviously, back in the mid-'60s, and uh, they're cutting up a lot. And then they sing. Then they sing, a, they sing a little bit. I can't believe they I'm would shocked. Cut, I'm shocked they would be cutting up. It's, it's oh it's it's so fun those guys uh, all of them geniuses so uh, we I hope you uh, are enjoying this we, we don't have a lot of opportunity to play music but we we like to throw in some that song though did not take a lot of effort <laughs> on their part although they sounded good Rufus I'm sorry Rufus was out um, talking to the president or somebody uh, so. We we just played a Beatles a Beatles Christmas song. Oh wow! Probably never heard one. See if see you, if you, we yeah, we'll, let, we'll play another one before we uh, we do. go I'm, off yeah. so uh, Rufus can hear a Beatles Christmas song because they they had uh, two or three albums at, at one time apparently. All right, you're listening to the Weekend Gardener here on WPTF, and uh, you can call us, 919-860-9783, 919-860-WPTF. Now, I, 
I have. Uh, I think most of what I've been doing this fall is kind of cleaning up a little bit and and trying to get leaves off. I don't have a lot of lawn area anymore, just very little, and and I, you know, grass, weeds, it doesn't matter as long as it's green. And uh, I haven't I haven't done any trimming yet. When when can we start a little pruning action? Because I know people love to do that, Gerald. Well, uh, it depends a little bit on what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a good time if you need to shape up your deciduous trees because once the leaves fall off, I mean, you can see what you got to work with. Yeah. I mean, you can see if right. you've got some limbs that are crossed up or, uh-huh. or something along those lines. I mean, I I think we're past the point. You know, I'm leery sometimes of telling people to prune in early November because we have that warm-up and you don't want yeah. to force new growth on some things and then have some of these 20-degree nights. Uh, something like that. But I, I think we're to the point now where most things could be pruned. Do keep in mind if it's something that blooms in the spring, like an azalea, yeah. I don't think you should be pruning no. on those now because you could ruin your blooms. And don't okay. uh, prune your your uh, your japonica camellias because right, they're, they, they're getting ready. Budding up and getting ready to go. You well, might be able to prune some of the sasanquas. Well, that, that's uh, something I did yesterday because – when you and Big John come by to pick me up for whatever reason, when you're in your fancy, beautiful cars, uh, on that right-hand side going out, we have uh, a lot of Sasanqua Yuletides and, and Arlinda that stick out about Stretching a, out to greet stretching you. Stretching out to... <laughs> And I see you. I see you veer a little bit to the left. Both I'd like you. to try. I'd like to take it a little yeah. faster than I usually yeah. do. Yeah. Yeah. You, both, both you and Big John veer a little bit to the left. So I did some pruning yesterday on Sasanqua because I'm not going to cut off fall blooms at this time of year because they haven't set them yet. I don't want to run into your house. No. So, I, I, so but, I'm, I'm real careful. I want to hit uh, hit Olinda. And, well, there, well, I don't have a headlight if it's going to cost $5,000. <laughs> I hope mine don't cost that there, much. Not many times you will air blooming, uh, pruning a shrub after it's just got through bloom. I mean, that's generally speaking is yeah. pretty – pretty good thing to go by uh and especially with things that bloom twice like you know your your azaleas now uh even osmanthus and some of those things that bloom in spring and fall after they bloom in the spring you can prune them after they bloom in the fall you can prune them and well now that's a big usually question. won't get into a lot yeah. of trouble i get more questions about of course uh encore azaleas people say okay they they, they bloom twice a year which do you do you prune after they bloom in the spring or after they bloom in the, the winter fall? If I and had my pick. I, I do spring. I do spring because they're going to put on more active growth from spring to fall than they are from fall to winter. So if you're shaping them up, you can. It, in other words, if I'm rarely ever is the fall bloom greater than the spring bloom. So if I'm going to do something to affect the bloom, let it affect the fall one, which is not usually as as big a blooming right. thing as the spring. And then, two, they've got more chance to grow, I think, between spring and fall than they do fall or winter. It's not a bad thing to do them in the fall after they bloom, but if I've got my preference, I usually would do them in the spring right after they get And another question that people ask me about my, <clears throat> they say my azalea plants have gotten, oh, sometimes 10, 12 feet tall. They still bloom pretty. But can I cut them back? Cut them back all you want to. You can. You, cut you, them back to you, the ground if you want to do that. And if you've got something 
In, in fact, I I have some that are. I know Gerald. They're close to 100 years old. Oh, I, I don't doubt that a bit. And uh, one was getting peaked one time, and I cut that booger to the ground. It took four or five years, right, to get it back up. I've got as pretty a plant today as you've ever seen. Oh yeah, that, that that's. Uh... I mean, it stimulates the plant. It stimulates new growth, and that—that's what I was mentioning. You know about your hundred-year-old crepe myrtles that have slowed down blooming. That little bit of tilt pruning is not murdering. Yeah, if I could get uh, the helicopter you know, up there to do it. If you could get to them, tilt pruning is taking. You still have a helicopter? Four or six <laughs> foot out. <laughs> back, back, back in the early days when when the SBI had a helicopter, maybe I could. <laughs> Things were less congested on. <laughs> On uh, Lake Wheeler Road. Yeah. Now, uh, let me ask this, Gerald. Why uh, Yuletide should be just about right in Yuletide? Uh, should be around cycle. Christmas, but it like September it better is, now. It has been blooming since <laughs> early September. Well, you know. It, are we talking about our climate change? I'm not, I, you know, I'm not a. You're not a climateer? No, I, I'm not. But I do believe climate is you know it changes and you go in spells where you've got wetter winters than you have had it's been warm get the the summer weather or warmth has stayed later into fall than it used to i mean there's been a few years in the last five where some roses were blooming at christmas time mm-hmm. and you didn't used to see that I, they, i'll have they, some yeah they, well, they, i've got some right now yeah. that uh, from that that uh tequila sunrise sure Oh yeah. So yeah. I I think that change. Let's call it change in the weather pattern, and it may three or five years change back the other way. Uh, I hope we're ca- around to see that. Call it whatever you want to, <laughs> but I think that pushes things up or makes them late, uh, and I think that's what we're seeing now. Uh, you're seeing camellias bloom early. It may be that it warmed up earlier. It may be that it wasn't cold as long. Uh, I mean, there's, yeah, but this know. is a pattern that's now I've noticed for about four years. Mm-hmm. So there's something there. Uh, well, you know, yeah. Mike talked about it early in the show today. Most people now will say our area is eight uh, a instead of seven B. Yeah. I told people for 25 years well, some years we're seven B and some years we're eight a. You know, we had just a couple of years ago, we had a 10-degree low in Wake County. Yeah. And it's not yeah. something we and, and, and we see. Well, that would last that last Christmas Day. Yeah. was just extraordinary. Yeah, it was, it was extraordinarily cold. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and changes that, in the weather pattern. I'll mm-hmm. stay out of the politics. Well, I know one thing, politics or not, when I was a boy growing up, Take the sleigh ride off of the hill above the house and and, and run in to the creek fro- frozen over. <laughs> How often that, did you do that? That that had well that was the, that was the destination you from. You ran into the creek. Yeah, you you did you, you slide on down the creek. Sleigh ride. Well, I'll tell you, they grew some tough old boys. <laughs> you ran into the creek and took a sharp left and go down the creek. That hasn't happened in fifty years. Oh, so, so, so it, you didn't go into the water, no, we're, you go into the ice. No, no yeah. you're talking about ice okay. over. Yeah. I'm, I'm making my point about. Wow, that's a sharp, that's a Junior climate, Johnson turn there. Climate change. <laughs> and, and we were really sorry, no count, because <laughs> we'd pull us back up by the tractor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Back up the hill with the tractor. Yeah. 
Let's talk to Sandra from Durham. Sandra, good morning. You're on WPTF. Good morning. Thanks for taking my call. You're talking about pruning, and I just wanted to verify um, Japanese maples. Is now a good time to be trimming them back, or do I wait longer? And also butterfly bushes. Uh, I think the butterfly bushes uh, we've had, do they have any green on them now? Uh, Some. I I probably would wait another couple of weeks to mid to late January so we can have a few more nights of, you know, 25 degrees uh, for low temperatures. Um, The Japanese maple, is it a cut leaf one that's not very big, but, you know, kind of fat or which which type of a Japanese maple? They're not very, they're not very big at all. I'd say they're about four feet tall and, um, are they weeping? Yeah, what do you mean? Um, they just look really sad, right? Well, well it's sad. Weeping, sad. But, but I mean, <laughs> when it grows out, it's like an umbrella all the way over to the ground. You can't even yes. hardly see up under it. <laughs> uh, be- My husband laughs at me because I think they're dying all the time. It's sad, weeping. <laughs> so uh-huh. I'm going to say something a little contrary now. Yes, this would be a great time of the year to prune them. Okay. Good. I normally right. don't prune them when they don't have leaves on them because if you're not careful you'll really mess up that shape if it's coming it's one thing if you've got a limb that's laying on the ground if you're not careful if you prune too much or take a limb too far back you may gap it the following year and they grow so terribly slow a lot of them if you're if you're wanting it to have a perfectly uniform shape around it you know and where it's just above ground level and you can't see under it be oh so careful if it's got the leaves on it well you can tell what you're how much you're taking off and how it affects it but when you're pruning it when there's no leaves on it whatsoever sometimes you're making a little bit of a guess and if you guess wrong it may take it a while to ever fill back in Okay, great. So that's one of the few trees that I'm a little more particular about doing just because they have such a unique shape and they grow so terribly slow. Yeah. You were talking about pruning the, Sandra, pruning the the butterfly bush. I cut mine to the ground. Yeah. Uh, They they grow so quickly. I found that you cut cut them back, I'll say halfway, they branch out all over the place and tend to fall over on something else. And you can you can buy, and you have been able to for a lot of times, uh, NC State developed uh, Dr. Denny Warner. That doesn't get uh, very and, tall. And Lane, who works out at, uh, at Campbell Road Nursery now, they helped develop. They, they did develop those miniature or dwarf butterfly bushes. And, uh, that, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah so. There's plenty of them now that won't get two and a half foot tall, mm. three foot tall, three and a half foot tall. That's pretty much max height on them and most of those i don't uh i leave them like they are unless it's just got right. some wild growth going out yeah. you know a certain direction the first one we got we did get well the ones we got we didn't get all of them at campbell road the first one we got we didn't prune it the first year and it really took over and so then we went back and got three more and it's really the only ones we can get to grow um it, everything else we can't keep alive, so we've decided to have. <laughs> well, um, the, the there good, are probably a lot of things you could grow, Sandra. The good you, news with the butterfly bushes, <laughs> you probably can't mess up pruning them. So yeah. that's oh, okay, that's good. one one thing that's good. Uh, people, you you can 
cut it in half. You can cut it more than that. <laughs> yeah. you, you're not you're not going to make a mistake. No. Awesome. I, hey, another thing too that you you if you've never tried for Scythia, how do you kill that stuff? <laughs> you can't. <laughs> You, you know what forsythia is, don't you, Sandra? Yes, I do. That, I know what forsythia is. That beautiful, beautiful yellow stuff in the spring, which I'm going to ask while you're on the, the Gerald, uh, that that grows so rapidly that uh, if you cut it about halfway down, I don't like the, the growth pattern. I, right. I, I like right. to go way on down there. There, there, there are some things, protect, particularly if they have an arch, and how they right. grow. Well, they're, you, they, these, they're, yeah. they're the arch from the ground, and if you put them where they sprout back out up off the ground, now you've changed it, and it opens up a hole in the top of it. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for your help. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It. Merry Christmas to you, Sandra. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Yes, Bye-bye. ma'am. Bye. Yeah, there are a lot of uh, a lot of plants out there that uh, some Tony Avon has talked about. You know, we we plant too many of the same thing. And we plant too many things that we have to prune that would yeah. maybe look better if you just let them put them in a place where you could let them go and do their thing. Yeah, true. You know, I mean, it's just a problem with crepe myrtle. People planted a 30-foot tall growing crepe myrtle in a place where they should have planted a 9-foot tall growing. Oh, myrtle, Lord. And it just wasn't the right variety. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, I better uh, I better talk about uh, what Gerald and I have off the air been talking about cars. It, you know, it, it's so different um every year the challenges we have or health uh, and, and the health and safety of your car for goodness sake king's auto service believes in being proactive with maintenance and so forth uh, and that's uh, that's what we should do that's something your doctor encourages you to do have a checkup we'll have a checkup for your car or truck or suv uh, they can maintain it very, very well. But uh, I'll tell you, if you maintain it, I think in the long run, you're going to be a lot happier, and it's going to cost you less than having a, something <coughs> big really break on your car that uh, you could have prevented. It's a great time to check belts, hoses, fluid levels. But if you're going to go to uh, take a little, little trip for Christmas or New Year's, uh, get your car checked. Tread depth on your tires. Tired mechanics have always said tires and brakes. Make sure those t- don't don't skimp on tires and brakes. For those of you currently driving a hybrid vehicle, and a lot of them are out there, they actually have certified hybrid technicians at Kings that can diagnose, give you available options for a high voltage battery pack replacement for less than the dealer will charge for that replacement. It usually occurs, I don't know, some it's average 150,000 miles. So call Kings on Monday, schedule a courtesy battery analysis because Kings Auto Service uh, Dean Bailey, they, Dean's been in it a long time, but his uncle started the place back in 1946. They, they've got a great track record. They are professionals. At King's Auto Service, 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net. So uh, let's, uh, let's talk to Eric in Wake Forest. Eric, good morning. You're on WPTF. Hey, good morning. I got two questions. One is uh, when can you cut back? Big time Laurel Pendleton. And two, I've got some 20 year old crepe myrtle. And this past year, I don't know if it's because of the drought or anything, it, it didn't hardly bloom at all. Yeah, we, we were talking about the problems that are facing the scale problems in insects yeah. uh, with the crepe myrtles. Google uh, crepe myrtle scale, 
so you can get a good picture of what it looks like and then go out and examine your trees and make sure that you don't have it. Uh, it could be because of the drier summer. They just didn't. Uh, I, I saw a lot of crepe myrtles that didn't bloom as good. So yeah. you want to make sure it was just a one-time, not much rain this summer, and you don't have that scale because if you do have that, you're going to have to you're going to have to treat them and do something about it. Do it's only going to get worse. Uh, okay. And then Laura Pedlums, you've got some that are way too tall. Uh, yeah, I want to cut. I want to cut about uh, if I can cut them this far. I want to cut them back about three feet. Go to town whenever you whenever you get uh, <laughs> get on it, man. Whenever you get pumped up, the the only time I stay away from them. In the dead of the summer, if it's 100 degrees and no rain in sight for a week or two, I, I maybe don't want to stress them like that. But other than that, you can cut them anytime you want to because that's one that's one yeah. tough shrub. And wow. again, there are Laura Pedlums that, uh, that are very, very uh, small, relatively small. Yes, there, there's you know, some now that, that, don't, that, that don't get you know, two and, yeah. and a half, three foot They're tall. Very, very pretty. Some five too. or six foot tall, and then some that get tall as your house. Uh, well, I've got some. <laughs> I'm, I'm, this afternoon, a, a friend of mine uh, named Palmer and I are going to cut back off of the minor up Eric messing with the gutters. I, yeah, uh, Irv Evans. When we started this show thirty-eight years, thirty-nine years ago, he said, "Don't ever pe- plant a Laura Pedlum under a window." Right. <laughs> well, I think that now's a good time for them. If you enjoy the blooms on them, if you wait too much longer after the first of the year, it may affect your bloom for this spring. Okay. All right. Good deal. Well, thank y'all. Well, you and I, you and I, going to do the same thing this afternoon, Eric. <laughs> Don't right. don't don't try it tomorrow. <laughs> don't go overboard and get a chainsaw out there, Eric. Just just be easy. Okay, thanks, sir. Have a good time. Uh, Merry Christmas, Eric. Merry Christmas to you. All right, bye. Yeah, people love to prune, cut things down. Yeah. Well, I, I had a joy yesterday making a way for you to get that big, beautiful car through there without. <laughs> veering off too much to the left yeah we gotta we gotta keep up the road trips you and big john big john big john I haven't heard from big john in a couple of days uh, how about on. cliff joiner he said you can live to be a hundred if you give up all the things that make you want to live to be that hundred <laughs> uh, oh how about that that's getting that's getting heavy there <laughs> man makes you think you know, we're going to see Cliff Joyner next year, Rufus. That was Woody Allen that said that. Goof, Woody Allen. Goofball diff, Woody Allen. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to see Cliff Joyner. We right? are. We're going, we're going to see um, Cliff and um, Colby Griffin, who is the extension agent in Nash County. We're going to, we've are going we been invited uh, on April 20th, the day before I go off on, a, on another cruise, uh, we're going to be in Nashville at the uh, Agricultural Center oh, there. And Good. so Cliff Joyner, will, I'm sure, will be coming by. Yeah. And not a lot of people I know in Nashville anymore, unfortunately, but uh, we hope folks will come well, they by. Know, Looking they forward know to that. about you. I don't know. They may not listen. Somebody does, because we're still doing a show. Somebody listens. I, I know Melissa does, but Melissa wants to make sure that I got to work and that I'm where I'm supposed to be. See? Oh, yeah. Well, we were mentioning a while ago uh, – Somebody's 50th anniversary. Who was it? They called in. Steve. Steve. Yeah. Steve. His well, 50th wedding anniversary. Dear Miss Linda and I have our 40th 
No. On, on the twenty second this this Monday, and am I ever grateful for such a a wonderful person? Yeah. Apparently, I, she wasn't like one one time when I practiced law. This woman who was ninety two years old and came by, and she I, she wanted divorce, and I said, well, "How long you been married?" She said, "65 years." I said, "My good lady, why after 65 years would you want to be divorced?" She said, "It's this way, Rufus. Enough's enough." Enough's <laughs> enough. Dad, I'm right. Yeah. But, but I haven't had enough of Mrs. Edmonds. Of course not. She takes really good care it's of really you. Really been a smart, and pretty. You know, you've been through a, a life in political life like I have. You have a lot of ups and downs and things that people throw right. at you. And you want somebody that, that she often said this, when, when I uh, make a promise, I keep it. Yeah. And there you are. Mm-hmm. My 42nd coming up this March. Good gracious. Wonderful. Wonderful. But I can outdo you, Rufus. I've known my wife since third grade. Oh, my goodness. We started huh? dating beginning of 12th grade. She played hard oh. to get, took that long. Oh, God. It took me taking my wife to an Elvis and to meet, not, yeah, and to meet Elvis. Yeah, to get her. <laughs> yeah, how about that? Well, good for well, Linda. We're all three very lucky. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, despite the the PI that's sitting out in the <laughs> I don't know parking lot for one of us. I don't know which one. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's, uh, we've had a great show today. To me, I mean, I've had a lot of fun. But I tell you, if you if you want to head out to the State Farmers Market, uh, making your home great, uh, will be there live. Uh, we we hope it's live. They're planning to be live there at uh, the State Farmers Market. Brought to you by the Bahamas Air folks, and uh, you know you can you can head down to the Bahamas to Freeport in a couple of hours. Uh, fly nonstop from RDU twice weekly, three hundred seventy five dollars. Uh, is a good start. That's not bad at all. No. Visit Bahamas slash RDU and learn more. So, uh, And they're giving away a grand prize, all-inclusive trip for two, flights, hotels, four days, three nights uh, to uh, the Bahamas, a wonderful resort, uh, the Grand Lukainen. Lukainen. I can go home and practice that. Uh, so come come out to the farmer's market, sign up for the, the, the grand prizes, and, and say hello to the folks out there. And a special thanks to Miss Monica from the State Farmer's Market and Bahamas Air. I'm sorry there's not a, a song with all of these anniversaries that is not I an anniversary song. I don't that, want people to think the fix is in if I happen to win those tickets to the Bahamas. Well, I have, <laughs> well, I I have no knowledge of, of that. I'm going to try to offset that with, with a, a winner right here. All right. We got about uh, twenty seconds, thirty seconds. Gerald and Henry's Plants dot com. Email me. I'm working yeah. on my grow list. You got anything to say other than that? Yeah, be the kind of person your dog thinks you are. <laughs> <sighs> well, that kind of leaves me speechless. You going to get a dog soon? Another. Dog? We are looking right after the first of the year. All right, a good time. To all start. ready. Fences all fixed, fixed and ready. All right. I'd like a hound dog. Like a hound dog. We aren't going to play hound dog coming but up. Dog. <laughs> but we're going to end the show with another Beatles Christmas tune. Wonderful. Merry Christmas, everybody. Uh, Happy New Christmas. Year. We'll see you next week. Uh, Pam Beck will join us.
Yeah. Everywhere it's Christmas At the end of the